out as well, Matt, as far as how how you coach and you get on guys. Unfortunately, I mean you could I mean you say stuff to guys now. They're sensitive about it. Uh, some of the stars that you try to reprimand and coach them, if you would, and have that MJ Kobe mentality where they get on guys. Guys need to break down or try to get or try to get you traded now or try to get the coach fired. So it's 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 a different time. And, and how you handle guys. And I'll be like, we try to have conversations with guys and be aggressive. And sometimes this is like, okay, we have to take a different approach. And, you know, Brock's been around a long time, so he's used to one thing and has seen because he's had time. He's got them guys and, 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 and it got to their face at a point in point. And there's other times we're like, hey, man, we just got to take, take, take a step back. So it's, it's tough. What y'all thought y'all wasn't going to see me? I'm the Osiris of this shit. Wu Tang is here forever, motherfuckers. This not this '97. I ain't my niggas and my niggerettes. Let's do it like this. I'ma rub your ass in the moonshine. Let's take it back to '79. I'm going atomically. Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battle scarred showgun. Explosion when my pen hits. Tremendous. Hotel violet shine blind forensics. I inspect you through the future. See millennium. Killer bees sold 50 gold, 60 platinum. Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics. Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black woo jackets, queen bees, ease the guns in. Bumbling with patrolmen, tear gas, lace the punk. Heads by the score, take flight inside a war. Ticks hit the floor, die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier, control the glow slowly. Proceeds the blow, swinging swords like Shinobi. Stomp rounds and found footprints of solid rock. Who got it like performing live on your hottest fly? Yes, I am back once again. It's your boy King Known Uncensored. Coach Killers, Coach Killers. Oh, man, we got another coach going down. But first, before we get into that, right, I got some shit to talk about. Like, that introduction with Vince Carter, Vince Carter has exposed the entire NBA, bro. I mean, we have been knew this was going on, but when you got an OG who played 23 seasons and Vince Carter who's seen the NBA when it was great in the in the late 90s. He was drafted in 1998, I believe, right? You know, he's one of my five favorite players that ever played the game. And to see it evolve each decade from the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. He's played in every one of those decades. So he's seen it all and done it all. And Carter was talking about how players act like divas, basically. And the management don't even side with the coach anymore. They always side with the player because obviously they paid the player money. And they wanted to build franchises around that particular player. So the coach is going to get it first, nine times out of ten. Then it's going to be the player. Then it's going to be the GM. And I feel like Carter definitely detailed today's game as a bunch of overpaid, overprivileged 
players that once they get their money, they start to decline or don't even put forth 100% effort anymore. And that's an epidemic and that's a problem in today's game. All right, so great segue. Nate McMillan was fired. And Joe Prunty, uh, who's been an assistant coach his whole career, gets bumped up to the interim head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. My thoughts on this is that is brutal. Nate McMillan did not deserve that. Not at all. He deserved to at least get a whole second half of a season to help improve the roster and to improve as far as the team goes and see how far the Hawks can go. I mean, but however, the Hawks are very disappointed. I expected so much more from the Atlanta Hawks. And unfortunately, Nate McMillan is a part of the reason why they've been disappointing. There has been, he hasn't necessarily made the proper adjustments. And him and Trey Young have been going at it all season. There has been distension between not only Trey Young and Nate McMillan, but Trey Young and the rest of the team. And Trey Young, this is the second coach that this kid has gotten fired, low key. Because I truly believe that Trey Young has 100% to do with why Nate McMillan was fired. It was just simply a, a case of it's either me or him. And nine times out of ten, they're going to choose the player over the coach. But there has been, like, a common denominator, and it's been Trey. It's been Trey Young. And... You know, Trey Young has taken this team to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But Trey Young is gallivanting around like he's won championships. And, you know, he's out there like a poor man, Steph Curry. And then when Trey Young is taking these wild ass shots, no one's there to scold him about it. And when McMillan would scold him about it, Trey would go up to management and say, Nate McMillan picking on me. You know what I'm saying? Nate McMillan doing this. Nate McMillan doing that. When McMillan has won everywhere he's been. He's won on Portland. He's won on Indiana. And he's won on Atlanta. And he's taking this Atlanta Hawks team the furthest out of anybody. And for him to get fired like that, I just feel like it's a very big disservice to Mr. Nate McMillan. And I don't think that shit is fair. And that shit's not right. Just bottom line. LeBron James says that his these last 23 games are the most important of his career. I don't agree with this. What do you mean most important of his career? My nigga, y'all are 13th place in the Western Conference. You are a certified lottery team. How is this more? How is this the most important games of your career? That doesn't make any sense to me. Making a statement like that every every year that LeBron James makes a ridiculous statement, 
the karma comes down on them. Like playoff, you remember playoff mode activated. You remember when he said that? And then they ended up losing what? 14 of the last 19 games. I believe that year was what? 2019, I believe. Or 2018. You remember the playoff mode activated. You remember when he said, keep talking about our age and keep talking about our injuries. And in 2021, he said that. And the Lakers ended up winning 33 games. And this is yet another dumb statement by LeBron James because LeBron has had way more important games than these. I mean, you have a shit show lottery team underachieving ass roster right now. Who, and it seems like this has been a developing theme with LeBron. Every year at the trade deadline, this nigga sends a group of players out and a group of players in. This happens every year. And even every other year, at least. This nigga has done this on Cleveland. He's done this on Miami. He's done it on Cleveland a third time. And he's done it on the Lakers once again. You remember when he said, maybe it's me? Yeah, nigga, it's you. At the end of the day, you are the common denominator of all these issues and problems everywhere you go. These 23 games are not the most important of your career. I can see if LeBron never won a championship, but he has four championships. He's had way more important games than this. Even if you don't make the playoffs this year, it's not going to necessarily knock down the accomplishments that he has made. Like this dude has four NBA championships. Four-time MVP, four-time finals MVP. How are these games the most important? When, yes, your statistics are great for your age. We get that. But these last 23 games are meaningless because the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs at the end of the day. They're going to probably lose in the play-in if they make it that far. Now, M.A. Udoka has emerged as a candidate for the Atlanta Hawks coaching job, but he has also emerged the interest of the Detroit Pistons because a lot of Pistons fans, a lot of people that do Pistons content, want M.A. Udoka. Now, a lot of teams wouldn't take Udoka because of the controversy that he comes with as he's ripped every woman in the damn Boston Celtics organization. You know? So, I mean, would he help the Hawks? Absolutely. I think he would get the Hawks together and would probably get them out of the, uh, you know, having to play in the play-in. I think he can make the Hawks a sixth seed, but the question is, will Trey Young buy in, or will he kill another coach? But Udoka was known as a player's coach. 
100% pro player. LL Cool J cancels his comeback album. Basically, from what I heard, he was quoted as saying that the music that he was putting together, he heard it back and said it was trash. If this isn't a sign that this nigga should retire, I don't know what is. I mean, Big Ellie, Big Silly, Big Money, Big Really. It's time for you to retire, buddy. After Authentic, Authentic was trash, by the way. That was his last album. Exit 13 was his last good album, and that was 2008. I mean, I love Exit 13. And that could have been a great, a better way to send you off. But, you know, I was curious to see what LL would sound like in 2023. But... Even LL didn't want to hear LL in 2023. So let's move on. Hmm. So back to the Atlanta Hawks. Something I heard that was interesting. They were thinking about exploring trading Trey Young. And I mean, after this situation with Nate McMillan, Maybe the Hawks organization is just tired of him. Despite him averaging 29 points and 10 assists, maybe this dude is toxic to this organization. And maybe they figured out that maybe Ice Trey may be the problem. I mean, some would say it's crazy to trade him. I mean... That also shows right there that they believe in DeJounte Murray's potential. I mean, they've seen him in San Antonio. Maybe they could build the team around him. Because I feel like the Hawks have the pieces to win a championship. And it's not panned out that way. Even though, despite them making the conference finals just two years ago. Which is why I feel like they should have never fired Nick McMillan. And they said that they might explore trading him in the offseason. Wow. That's all I have to say is wow. Coach Killer. The Coach Murderer. All right. RJ Hampton was bought out by the Orlando Magic. Well, actually, yeah, he was bought out, right? And he ended up signing with the Detroit Pistons. How do I feel about this move? I like R.J. Hampton. I like his potential. You know, because I think he came from overseas. And he was highly coveted as a lottery pick, but he didn't end up going in the lottery. So, my thoughts about that is, add to the youth movement, because... I mean, I gotta, I gotta say something about James Wiseman. I like the hunger that he plays with, despite him not, you know, averaging twenty and ten. Have to also realize that this is probably Lord willing, health and wealth, right? This is probably his first full season. 
I thought on the uh, Warriors, he had potential. I mean, Wiseman has a mid-range jumper, can stretch it out to three sometimes, not all the time. I think he's just a better version of what Marvin Bagley is. And I heard people complaining that we have too many big men. First, you make fun of us for not having enough big men. Then when we load up and get three or four guys that can go out there and get six fives, now it's too much. Nothing we do is ever going to be good enough for y'all. We probably have the best collection of young guys with potential next to the Magic. We're right up there with them. As far as talent is concerned, they just have to develop. And Cade has to be 100% for us to even have a chance at the play-in. Because I like our little lineup. I like Cade. I like Ivy. I like Bohan Bogdanovich. I like Beef Stew. I like Jalen Duran. Pistons have a lot of potential. And next year, I truly believe is going to be the year, health and wealth, Lord willing, that we take that leap and win 38 games, 38, 39 games. All right. Oh, man. The main event here. Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, y'all. So the Utah Jazz end up buying out Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook decided to sign with the in-town rival, the Los Angeles Strippers, y'all. How do I feel about that? Excited, for one. Because it's about that time for Russell Westbrook to get his revenge. Payback. Revenge. It's about that time. Because the media has been shitting on Russ the last two seasons and making him the only blame in Los Angeles when the real blame goes to um, a you-know-who. Because, first of all, he bought Russell Westbrook there, for one. And thought he could one-up Kevin Durant and win a championship with him. And it backfired. And then he became the media scapegoat. And the blame for every failure that the Los Angeles Lakers had exhibited. Which is also not true. But I'm definitely excited for Russ. I feel like he deserves this opportunity. And he will be, and I and I think that Paul and Kawhi don't have to work for as many shots as they would because Paul George knows him. Russ and Paul George have chemistry from the OKC Thunder days. I feel like this is going to go well, in my opinion. I, I mean, Russ goes from a 13th place shithole to a team that has the potential to win a championship already without him on the roster. Then you add somebody 
with his point guard skills and his athletic explosiveness and underrated defense. Then, I mean, that team is deep as fuck from top to bottom now. I mean, you got Russ, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. This is what they thought that they would have with John Wall. Then you have Mook Morris, Ibiza Zubak. Um, Shit, then you got Terrence Mann coming off the bench. Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Mason Plumlee. Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Norm Powell. This team is deep as fuck. It's probably the deepest team in basketball. And anything short of the NBA Finals should be a failure, in my personal opinion. Now, Patrick Beverly ended up signing with the Chicago Bulls after the Magic brought him out. I mean, he's from there. And, you know, he said his goal on the Chicago Bulls is to knock off the Los Angeles Lakers from the playoffs. That's a great goal. That's an awesome goal if you think about it. But does this help the Bulls? Yes. You got Caruso and Pat Bev. On the perimeter, I mean, obviously Lonzo Ball's out for the season. We all know that. So they need another guard that can lock up. And I think Chicago may make it to the play-in game. But I don't know if they're going to win. It just depends on their opponent or opponents for that. They have seven, seven seed, eight seed potential, though. Last but not least, though, Malik Beasley saved the Los Angeles Fakers last night. He did. Scotty Pippen's stepdaddy came through the building, killing. I mean, they did face a condensed version of the Golden State Warriors last night. I mean, obviously, Stephen Curry being missing, that's 30, that's 36 and 6 right there, gone. So for the Warriors to survive as long as they did, it's pretty cool. But let's look at Malik Beasley's stat line last night. A lot of the Lakers, I mean, LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 25 points. And they still beat the Warriors. That's not saying much, though. Honestly, I think the Lakers should have won by 20 or 25 points. I mean, for AD to only have 12 points. And LeBron to only have 13 points. But Scotty Pippen Jr., stepdaddy, 25 points. 9 of 16 from the field. 7 of 11 from three. I know y'all miss me saying seven niggas in double figures. But I believe that's what they had. They did have, well, they had eight niggas in double figures last night. Yeah, they put, the Lakers put on a clinic. Even though they lost D'Lo for a couple of weeks or less. 
I, I forgot. They were saying that he was day to day, so he might miss a couple of games and then come back. Um, like I said before, I feel like the Lakers are going to make the play-in game, but they're going to get eliminated. I've been an advocate of this. I think they can get to the 10 seed, maybe, if that. If the other teams don't improve and they fall off, that that let that win right there was very important for Los Angeles. That was a very important win for them. Because the Warriors, they're chasing the Warriors for the uh plan. And the Lakers, even with that win, are still 13th in the West. <laughs> Just letting y'all know that before I get the fuck up out of here. Um, this is a very short and condensed show. Um, this is King Known Uncensored, Coach Killers, and I'm out. And oh yeah, before I go, right? My bad. I'm sorry about that. It's New Music Fridays, and New Music Fridays is back. All right, we got Don Tolliver today releasing a new project called Love Sick. Of course, we got payroll giovanni dropping some hot shit for y'all called ghost mode and then you got logic dropping college park so i will be the one to determine these um the quality of these albums and i'll give you guys a quality review at some point this weekend i can't tell you which day Oh, no, baby. You got to find out on your own. I dropped like Beyonce, bitches. But, yeah, this is Keen on Uncensored, Coach Killers, and we are out this bitch.